Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to the Francesca Luca Show. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. You are tuned into the Francesca Luca Show. My web address is talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of this show, you're going to want to go over to my iTunes page and listen there. And as always, I would love it if you would leave a review. My show, uh, this show, is sponsored by Taramia in the North End. When you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, Taramia is your go-to spot. I know, because it also happens to be my favorite, right along with the Antico Forno. Same owners, same great Italian food. Okay, we're going to dive right in. Lots to cover in a short period of time. Are you always saying yes to please your friends, your family, or your partner, even when you really don't want to? Do you find yourself lacking the love and respect you desire in your relationships? Well, well, being kind and helpful is generally a good thing. Going too far to please others at your own expense can make you feel emotionally depleted, stressed, and anxious. In fact, people-pleasing can actually strain friendships and hinder your own personal growth. So it's really important to strike a balance between meeting others' needs and maintaining personal boundaries. Ditching your people-pleasing ways is no easy task, though. So how can you make the shift in order to foster healthier, more fulfilling relationships? Here we go. Florence Ann Romano, the author of Build Your Village, a guide guide to finding joy in community in every stage of life. And we're going to be discussing the delicate balance between people pleasing and developing authentic balanced relationships. So a big welcome to you, Florence. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Francesca. So let's just dive right in. Why did you write this book? Well, after COVID, it seemed to me that everyone had a very tough time kind of climbing out of hibernation, climbing Mm. out of their yoga pants and their Netflix. And they were, you know, a lot of complaining about the fact that they didn't have this robust connection with people anymore. Mm. And I started to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper and thought, okay, well, not only do people not know how to connect with one another, they don't really want to connect with one another. And that, to me, was the more interesting piece of it. You know, after you've been starved that way for Mm -hmm. connection, Mm -hmm. you would think you would want to just dive right in, but it was not comfortable for people. Well, that's right. And and actually, I think that does make sense because you get into a habit even when it's a bad one, right? And Mm -hmm. regardless, you kind of get stuck in it. It reminds me of... um, I, I don't know if you remember this book, this movie, or if you ever saw this movie um, with Dudley Moore. It was called Crazy People, and um, I remember he was in—he was completely burnt out. He was an advertising um, guru, and but totally, totally burnt out, and he, he ended up checking into a uh, asylum, um, and he fell for this girl. And, um, you know, he wanted to take her away from it. She was very happy in her small little little world. She didn't want to leave. And so right when you said that, it reminded me of how, it, how easy it actually can be after a time of being kind of stuck, if you will, in a, a spot that all of a sudden we're comfortable in our uncomfortableness. Does that make sense? Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> 
It does, and it does, and yeah. and it's true. You know, we can we get into bad habits certainly, mm-hmm. and we can just kind of keep perpetuating that. But the the other side to it, which I, I feel is what we really have to address, is if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling isolated, and that's leading to thought, you know, feeling depressed, um, or you know, it's really affecting your mental health, your mm-hmm. emotional stability. Then you have to think about that seriously and understand that that's not going to change by you doing nothing. You're going to have to decide that it's important enough to you that you're going to do something you probably haven't done before or haven't done in a while mm-hmm. to change the circumstances. So why do you think we, so it sounds like you think that we are in a friendship recession. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, mm-hmm. that has been a, a phrase that has been coined for quite a while now. Gosh, I can't, I feel like every publication I look at, we're talking about this friendship recession. And it goes back to this idea again of, the connection that we're lacking in society today uh, and it's happening to all different buckets of people it you know at the at the grammar school level all you know all the way up to you know empty nesters and perhaps you know the elderly population mm-hmm. um, that's the common denominator is that people are feeling that lack of connection and even if they have the most enormous social calendar. They're busy, 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 busy. It doesn't necessarily equate to quality. It doesn't necessarily equate to being fulfilled in the ways that you're looking to be fulfilled in order to fill those gaps or those nooks and crannies that are becoming craters. So why do you think that this is happening? It comes down to people feeling like they don't know what steps to take. You know, Uh. that phrase, that proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, that's all fine and good. And I love that, that proverb. And it's true. But I like to slice that in half, Francesca, and say, okay, it takes a village. It takes a village in general to do kind of anything, everything. Um, At least that's the way, you know, I was raised in an old school Italian family. It was a lot of people around you at all times and lots of support and cousins and friendships and, and taking care of each other. And we've kind of gotten away from that as a society where we don't operate as a village anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because you don't have children, does that mean that you don't deserve a village, that you don't deserve a community? And that's really why I wanted to write my book, Build a Village, was so people understood that regardless of how you have designed your life, children or not, you do deserve to find your people. Right, right. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, I think that it makes all the difference in the world in how you're feeling. And, of course, we need to find happiness from within. But I think that a, a core piece of being happy is having a community. I know for me it is anyway, and, and I re- really would be lost without it. So, so talk about how then, uh, Florence, you would recommend going forward and and, i mean you wrote this book because it sounds like out of necessity for what people really need so talk about some of the the ways that people can build a village i mean what a great name for a a book right (laughs) build your village i love it i love it yeah i'm I'm glad you like it i you know it's it's about figuring out what your ecosystem looks like currently. You know, I, I say, people say to me all the time, you know, I don't know if I, I, I have a village. I don't know if I have the right people in my village. And that was, that was part of why I wanted to write the book, was to create these six archetypes of villagers that you identify with. And 
The first step I always tell people when you're kind of doing that evaluation of the low-hanging fruit in your life or who's actually, you know, who's actually supporting you is figuring out what's important to you. Where are you in your life right now? What are the priorities in your life right now? Where are you spending your time? Where are you feeling the burn? Where are you feeling the gap? And a lot of times people tell me that it's just that they don't know where to start. And so my first, you know, kind of instruction regarding what to do after you've thought about the people that are already in your village, think about the ways you're looking to connect with new people because that's generally what everyone wants is they want to figure out how to find new people and not just, you know, be harvesting the relationships they currently have. So think about what's important to you and what makes your heart beat, I always say. Mm. That usually leads to philanthropy in some sort of way. And I believe philanthropy and service is a great way to start building community and start building your network because you're going to usually find people that are aligned with your value system. And you're going to be able to give back. You're going to be able to do something that's important to you while also creating new friendships. It's, you know, two for the price of one. Um, And it's a great first step for you to take also, too, that doesn't include a lot of rejection, uh, which is what people often are afraid of when they're going out to try to make new relationships. And why do you think there's less um, rejection with that? Well, usually, you know, no one's going to say no to you wanting to help. <laughs> wow, that's true. I think, right? I think, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you're like, hey, I want to give you my time and my heart, and you know, I don't think anyone's going to really reject that. I mean, I guess right there's a there's a first time for everything, but most of the time, people are going to say yes, we'll take that help. Um, but you know, asking for help in mm. general, Francesca, you know, people, you know, asking for you know, to create more robust or richer relationships, you know, that that ask looks different for everyone, and asking for anything tends to be difficult for human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to just go backwards a half a second here when I asked you that question, because groups can be clicky, and that's why I asked that. Like, you know, sometimes even, even a, you know, it can be a group of people who are trying to, you know, do something positive, but yet they want to, the people within their group to just stay within their group. Would you? Sure. Would sure. You, right? I mean, so that's what I'm thinking. I think you're right. I think you'll find that anywhere that you feel people can be a little clicky. But then I guess I would say that that's not the group for you then. You know, yeah. maybe that the cause is right, but maybe yeah. it's, not the, it's not the right organization. Because, again, you have to feel comfortable. You do feel like you can – you have to break through and people have are warm and welcoming. Yeah. Um, and you're right. You don't always – you don't always find that. So, oh you know – Stand up for yourself in that situation and find a place you will be valued. Exactly. We are talking tonight to Florence Ann Romano. She's the author of Build Your Village, A Guide to Finding Joy and Community in Every Stage of Your Life. We are going to take a short break, so listeners, stay with us here. More to come. This is Life of I'm Francesca, and you're listening to The Francesca Lucas Show on 95.9 WATD. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high quality construction and hardscaping services. 
With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terra Mia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best-kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. HM Auto Detailing handles entire fleets of vehicles for local businesses, and they're ready to make your car, truck, or SUV shine like new. Do you stare at that spill from when your coffee got away? Are you sad about that bag of groceries that tumbled and stained? Maybe the kid's last food fight left war wounds in your vehicle. Or it might just be time for a good cleaning. Get a fresh start with HM Auto Detailing. Same day service, over 10 years experience, they even detail boats and aircrafts. Call HM Auto Detailing today at 781-738-3301. That's 781-738-3301. Mention the Francesca Luca Show and get 50% off your first detailing. HM Auto Detailing, 156 Union Street in Rockland. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. This is life, don't miss it. Now, for more of the Francesca Luca Show on 95.9 WATD. 
All right, we are back. Let me reintroduce my guest, Florence Ann Romano. She is the author of Build Your Village, A Guide to Finding Joy and Community in Every Stage of Your Life, of which we are discussing, and I think a lot of us would like to know more. So big welcome back to you, Florence. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Francesca. So happy having we're having this conversation. Yeah, I think we're yeah. On the same page about so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm trying. I want to make sure that we get everything in because I do really think this is important. Um, and so, let's go back to the six archetypes of villages um, in your book. I think that's a, that would be an important thing to uh, let our listeners know about. So I'm uh, a visual learner, and I figured, okay, if, if, if I need to, to think about this kind of in a visual way, I'm sure other people do too. And I like to think of building the village as kind of like casting a play or, or casting a movie. You know, these are the main characters in your life. And if you can think of it that way, that might help you start to figure out, okay, yeah, I, I, I can do this. I can, I can start casting people into these roles. So the six archetypes are accepting, dependable, communicator, cheerleader, organizer, and healer. Now, I know I went through those fast. You did. I know. I was thinking, not so fast, not so fast. We can talk about them, certainly, and we will. But the reason I list them like that, Francesca, is as as I list them, kind of by context clues, I bet you're starting to already cast people in your life just based on those words into roles. That's kind of normally, I think, like, like the human nature of us. We're like, I think I kind of know probably what that is, and that person probably fits that. Mm -hmm. But let me give you an example. So the healer villager that that I mentioned, um, that's the person I say walks with you through it in life, whatever the it is. They're not there to fix you or fix the situation, but they're there kind of as your north star. They're they're next to you holding your hand through it, making you feel better ultimately, even, you know, even though there might be, there can't be anything they can do or any solve to it, they do make you feel better about the situation. Now, you may have that person in your life, and that's wonderful. You may have 10 people that fit that villager role, and that's wonderful. But then as you look at those others, you may think to yourself, you know what? That accepting villager, that first one that I mentioned, that's the person that accepts you for who you are, the one that you probably confide in or tell your secrets to, doesn't judge you. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't think I have that person. Maybe that's what you're saying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing here. That's the exercise of looking at those six archetypes and figuring out what do I have and what don't I have. And then beyond that, who am I of these six people, and how do I embody these people in other people's villages? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great book. I can't wait to read it. And also just want to mention that the fifth emailer to info at talkwithfrancesca.com uh, will win the book. Find, build. Okay, right. So, Thank you. <laughs> build, build your village, a guide to finding joy and community at every stage of your life. So, yeah, I think it, it, um, it, that's very interesting. As you were talking, I was thinking about my own community and, um, and yeah, it's like I actually have, I've been teaching yoga for 20 something years and I've just recently in the past couple months, uh, began teaching at a beautiful, beautiful yoga studio. Well, sadly, at the very same time that I 
started teaching the owner who's this young girl um her has lost her husband recently um to cancer very aggressive cancer i have to tell you that i was just saying this this morning what an amazing community of women that have come together and supported mm-hmm. and are helping to heal this woman so you know right then and there i mean i was just I, I was, as I said, I was just saying to a friend, what a what a great community to be part of. I'm so mm-hmm. so excited, you know. So um, mm-hmm. that really resonated with me when you you said that. Okay, so we've got. So what else? Well, you know, I want to mention what you just said. That 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 story you just told is mm-hmm. such a great example. Like mm-hmm. you said, a village, and also I think that's an important note for people is that. Yeah, it sounds like hearts and flowers and, oh, yay, Mm -mm. people, and I feel so supported and loved and all those things. And, you know, life is messy. and And it's not going to go the way we want, and it's not fair all the time. And certainly in a situation like that, gosh, how unfair that is that that woman suffered that. You know, but... As you as you look at that, you know, there's so much rebuilding that also goes into villages too and mm-hmm. and, and changes and transitions and 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 that can be very difficult for people to explore um, because it, it, it you're a little afraid of it. You're a little afraid of having to start over in some way. You're a little afraid again of having to ask people for help, to feel like you're the one that people have to tend to, especially if you're someone that's used to tending to others. It's mm. very difficult to accept that help. Um, and that's part of the exercises that, you know, we're kind of doing here, and especially in in my book, you know, we talk about the gut checks and action steps. The, the gut checks are what did I just learn from what I read, and then the action steps are how do I actually put this into motion? How do I implement this in my life? Not a month from now, not six months from now, but today, the small things I can do that can lead to big results, that's usually what we need to pay attention to in our life, those small things that we do that, you know, you dip your toe in the water that actually lead to a whole lot of change. So why do you think that, so your book is like a how-to book, is is that what you're saying? Yes, it's a personal growth book, yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you think it's hard for people to ask for help always, or do you think it's hard when people are more of the caretakers or, you know, I, you know, I think in general, people don't like to ask for help. And I'm kind of curious why. I agree with you, Francesca. And I think, you know, society has made us because of content that we, you know, ingest or, you know, what, um, what we see kind of happening around us, observations from perhaps our, our, our fellow community members, even our neighbors, whatever it might be. I think sometimes, and I think social media has a lot to do with it, too, mm. we're under the influence, right? Yeah. We're under the influence that everybody else has it figured out. Everybody else is living this beautifully perfect life. Yeah, 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 everybody yeah. else is doing it better, right? Yeah. And so I, I think because of that, we don't want people to see the vulnerability in us. The, mm. We don't want them to see the nooks and crannies. We don't want them to think that we don't have it all together because we're trying to keep up this facade or we're trying to keep up this image. Mm. And the truth is, you know, social media, everything, that's all a highlight, highlight reel that you're seeing. You're not seeing the truth there. Oh, yeah. And if you, yeah. right, and if you're yeah. going to allow yourself to let that guard down and let people see the ick 
sometimes that you're kind of trying to sort through, Mm -hmm. you're worried then that that's going to make them feel differently about you. And you don't want that image of yourself to change, perhaps. And also the pressure society puts on all of us in ways, many, many different ways that we have to be, you know, superhuman. And we have to have the answers ourselves, because if we don't, that makes us weak. And, you know, there's a lot of competing things here, I think, that lead to people being very, very nervous about asking for that help. And social media, you know, I I mean, I think social media is a great thing. Um, Sure. So many ways. But, you know, I always say, you know, if, if, you know, because you'll hear from a friend once in a while, like, oh, this person seems like their life is so perfect, blah, blah. Have you ever, ever, ever read on social media, I came home and my husband was sleeping with my best friend? <laughs> right? You would never see that. Listeners, I just want to make it clear here what I just said. And I want to make sure you understand what I just said. That it's not, you know, it, it's people don't put out their dirty laundry. Um, you know, usually... Or there is the other side of social media where there is that person who you can tell is, is constantly searching for, um, uh, you know, trying to, they're, they're growing through something, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to even put it into words and I'm, I'm getting stuck here. But, you know, it's, you know, if you are really my friend, you know, then I, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's that, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's always that you can tell that person is like really trying to get over a relationship or so that's a little bit different too i mean i don't know that i would be wanting to put that stuff on there and and, you know so you know there's so social media is kind of funny in that way it's either really really great or really really kind of messy um Mm -hmm. but right the fact of the matter is that it's life is is messy and sometimes we do need to ask for help and i think that honesty and humility um, plays a big part in being able to build that kind of a, a village that you're talking about and kind of knowing, you know, where to draw the line. And then we get into boundaries, don't we? We do. And, you know, honestly, you're also not going to show your ick to everybody. You're not going to show you're scared to every everybody. You're not going to show your vulnerabilities to everyone. Whatever words you want to put in there, you're not going to show that to everyone. And that's the reason why having more than one friend is probably important because you don't want that person to be your everything. No. You put everything on them and expect everything from them in return. We have different friends for different reasons. And that's why with the accepting villagers, like I mentioned, that first one I mentioned, that's the one that's the non-judgmental one. And then you look at someone like the communicator villager, and that's the one that you know you can delegate to, that can get things done for you. That's not that communicator villager is not necessarily the person you're going to to talk about your friend that you just found sleeping with your husband, like you just said, Francesca. <laughs> that is not necessarily the person you're going to. They are good at what they do, and that and, and, and the other villagers are good at what they do. That's the whole point, is accepting people for their skill set, accepting people for who they are and what they're capable of. There are so many reasons that I think relationships, whether they're friendships, they're platonic, they're romantic, fail, because we set these expectations on people that are not achievable. And we also expect people to be mind readers half the time, you know, and then they fail you and you're, and, and you end up wondering why, you know, you've been failed or you feel so depleted. Well, you know what? 
you have to look inward sometimes and think, did I ask for what I need? Was mm-hmm. I a good communicator about it? Mm-hmm. You know, or was I setting them up for failure because I wasn't doing my part in the relationship? So, so many of the things that we concentrate on in romantic relationships can translate to just friendships in general. It's all based on the same thing. It's usually honesty. It's usually vulnerability. It's usually communication. So we have to apply all those things too. Mm -hmm. We are going to take another short break. But when we come back, I'd love to talk about how we identify who we are personally as a villager. So listeners, stay with us here. Lots more to come. This is Life Don't Miss It. of the Francesca Luca Show coming right up on 95.9 WATD. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. Oh gosh, Debbie, my new puppy is pulling me in a million different directions. One day it's off to the groomers, the next it's the trainer. Between that and my job, my head is spinning. Oh, Quinn, it sounds like you need a one-stop shop for all your pet care needs. That is exactly what I need. Well, then you should come down and see me and my team at Doggy Works. We offer daily dog daycare, walking, training, and grooming all from one spot. We've got all the services you need to give your dog the best care it can get, all under one roof. That sounds amazing. Where can I find you? It's easy. We're located right on Route 14 in Pembroke, and we're open 12 hours a day, Monday to Friday. And if you can't make it during the week, we're by appointment for grooming and training on Saturdays too. Your dog deserves the absolute best, so check us out at doggyworksllc.com or call us at 781-754-0329. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. 
Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. This is Life, don't miss it. I'm Francesca. You're listening to the Francesca Lucas Show on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. Build Your Village, a guide to finding joy and community in every stage of your, your life. The fifth email to info at talkwithfrancesca.com will get the book. I am speaking with the author tonight, Florence Ann Romano, and we are discussing building a village. So big welcome back to you, Florence. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm having so much fun with you. Oh, good. So so we're talking about this. I find this really interesting. And it's also, it's, you know, it's really resonating with me, too. My Actually, my next door neighbor is the epitome of non-judgmental. And I love that. Um, so it's like, oh, good. So there's two. Um, but why is it important <laughs> to identify who we are as a villager? Because I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, you know, we know thyself, right? That old mm, problem, yeah. know thyself. You know, we have to know who we are right. in order to ask for what we want, but then also to do what I think is the most important thing, as well as, you know, taking care of ourselves, is showing up for other people. Yep. You know, I, I don't pretend to know, Francesca, what the meaning of life is, but I know what mine is, hopefully, and that is uh, to live a life in service of others. And Aww. that doesn't mean that I'm putting you know, my needs or my wants or my hopes and dreams aside and only concentrating on other people. But, you know, we need to take care of each other in this world. We need, you know, to yeah. you know, strive to be empathetic individuals and loving people and, and kind and all the things we want to teach our children or, you know, we, we want the next generation to pass on and make this world a better place and have what I always call the empathy effect. Mm -hmm. um, and in order for us to really make this circle work, which is really what, what this community is, is it needs to be reciprocal. But again, just like anything, I want to give a, a disclaimer to that. I think as soon as you hear the word reciprocal, you start to think, okay, well, now I have an outstanding debt that I have to pay to someone because they helped me. And, you know, that's not friendship, you know, where you're sitting there and it's tit for tat and you're keeping score. Right. There's a big difference between you being a doormat for someone and you, you know, and the scales, you know, go up and down in life. You know, sometimes someone needs more help than others and, you know, that scale will tip eventually and maybe you're going to need more attention. But for right now, it's their season of life that they need more of that. The woman that you gave the example of, Francesca, who just tragically lost her husband, I'm sure the community around her, as wonderful as it is, is overwhelming her to the point of how am I ever going to thank the people for being there for me in this immense and tremendous way that they are. And you would hope that she, and if, if she is listening, I hope she does not put this on herself to feel that she's ever going to have to repay that to anyone for the kindness that she's being shown. It will, she'll be able to do that in other ways in her life, you know, mm -hmm. that ripple effect happens at different times in your life. But to think that you sit there and you do things for other people, 
expecting it to be returned to you every time. That is not living a life in service of others. Right, right. Um, I, I'm curious. I, I, I don't think that will happen with her, but she's very grateful and very thankful and has been throughout this entire process. It's just um, very heartwarming, very, very sad, but very heartwarming. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm curious about toxic friendships. I... Um, I wonder about them because I do think that they do exist. And sometimes we get into a situation with, you know, someone we're friends for a while and maybe they've done something for us and you sort of feel indebted to them. And then it becomes mm-hmm. a habit. And then, you know, it becomes, you know, you see things that are wrong and you can't change them. And, and you start to see that it's just not, it's, it's toxic. It's just a toxic kind of thing. Right. Um, and right. I, I, I am wondering what your thoughts are on that and how you might, and part B of that question would be how might someone who is in your village that's toxic that way, how might someone deal with that? It's funny because very timely, I had my girlfriends over last week and we were talking about exactly this. What happens when you have someone in your life that really doesn't fall under the friendship category anymore. Mm. And friendships can change for mm. lots of reasons, right? Because, mm, you know, there's, there's a falling out, right? Or, you know, you just grow apart or whatever it is. Friendships can change. But if you find yourself, for example, you know, that phone rings or that text message notification comes through and you see that name pop up and you're like, oh, uh, yeah. no. Like, you I know, don't want to hear her story like, again. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I don't have the energy for this. No, not again. Well, okay, that's a, that's a good sign that perhaps, you know, something needs to change about that relationship or perhaps that relationship has ran its course. And it's difficult to uh, address this with, with a friend necessarily because you don't want to, you never want to be mean intentionally. You know, you can say what you mean and not say it mean, hopefully. Um, and, and if that's going on with you right now where you're like, gosh, there need to be some boundaries or there needs to be uh, a conversation had, mm. um, you can do that. But remember, it's going to depend on the person that's going to be receiving that information from you and how you deliver it. You have to think about what the intention is. What is the goal of this conversation? Are you trying to save the friendship? Are you trying to save the relationship? Or are you trying to end it? And you're trying to end it gracefully or politely or with respect. Think about the intention that you have. Set that and then that's going to be kind of how you back into getting there. Mm-hmm. That's 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 very interesting. You know, I, I think I, I'm a little torn with that just because I like to think, and in sort of my philosophy is that I think that all people offer something, myself included. You know, we all have something to offer to someone else, and and even if someone isn't necessarily the greatest friend you know even if it's it's kind of like i I look at friendships like an onion right and Mm -hmm. there's the outer layer and those are sort of the the um um you know maybe the acquaintances and then you go in a little bit and these are sort of acquaintances slash friends you know maybe they're your neighbor you're not like super close but you're close because you're neighbors and so you do too do things for one another but you know you're still not like really close then you move into that onion and it's a little closer and you know you're with people who you do 
more with that you have in common with and so you naturally are closer with those people and then of course the old friends that you've had for a long time but those old friends that you've had for a long time sometimes we really do go out of them and I remember a zillion years ago watching Oprah and talking about friend shifts right and how friend mm-hmm. friendships do shift and I think that can be really so I know for myself personally I have a hard time sort of parsing out like you know, is this friendship sort of, uh, has it gone its course or, you know, is there still a little something? Because, you know, I don't want to just be throwing people away either, right? And so I, I'm, I think that that's something that a lot of us, um, especially as women, even more so, if I dare say, you know, because we are so, you know, oriented towards personal relationships that I think that that can be a, a little bit of a challenge. Um, would you agree with that? I would. I I think that women, you know, we tend to really gravitate toward connection. And I think it can be, right, it can be very, it can be very uh, hurtful to think that there's going to be an end to something that you put so much into, that you invested so much in, and there's so much history. Very, very Mm, difficult, you know, to to do that. History, exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. History is, you know, and, and it's, I've had this happen in my own life where friendships that maybe I thought I would have forever, not, this is not a lot. I could count on one hand probably where this has happened, but friendships I thought that I would have forever, they did fizzle away. Um, and no enormous fight or enorm- enormous burning down of that relationship, one of which I would say, you know, was a little bit more dramatic, but it can be a, a death, it can be a grief that you have to carry. And, I think that actually is probably what we're getting to, Francesca, is the grief that is associated with the ending of something, mm. when it's even the ending of a friendship. And right. and then having to go out there and kind of rebuild that or fill in that gap that you're feeling, um, that can feel very exhausting. Even for someone who's going through it right now, I'm sure they're like, I don't even have the energy to go out there and find you know, I just lost my accepting villager, you know, and mm. for whatever reason. And I don't know if I have the energy in me to go out there and meet someone new and let down my guard and be vulnerable and all the things that I need to do in order to get to that point where they're going to be the non-judgmental one in my life that I'm going to tell my secrets to. I mean, just that sounds exhausting. I'm sure listening to me even <laughs> articulate it. So it I, does. So it does. I, right? So I can understand why people are thinking, you know, I don't... I, this sounds like a lot of work, and that's why I really want people to understand that this is work to be done over time. You're going to be taking bite-sized you know, nuggets of all of this and, 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 and starting to apply it to your life. Nothing happens overnight, and it's not meant to feel like, I can't do this. It's meant to feel like, okay, I'm going to take the first step, and I'm going to be supported through it, and I'm going to have the tools to use this anytime I need it for the rest of my life because it's evergreen in nature. Mm-hmm. We are going to take another short break, and then we're coming back, Lawrence, to our last segment. And um, there's a, a couple of other talking points that I wanted to go over um, or ask you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor and let you decide um, what you feel is most important to share with our listening audience before we end up saying goodnight. So, listeners, stay with us here. We will be right back, and, and Florence, you can marinate on that. So. This is life, don't miss it. This is the Francesca Luca Show. I'm Francesca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 959 WATD. 
plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at the Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at the Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. This is 
You're listening to The Francesca Lucas Show. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. We are back, and I am speaking with Florence Ann Romano. She is the author of Build Your Village, A Guide to Finding Joy and Community in Every Stage of Life, of which we are discussing. So, Florence, before the break, um, I mentioned that this is our our last uh, segment here, and there are so many different talking points, directions that we could go, but I thought I might ask you what you'd like to focus on in this last, what is it, 10 minutes, uh, Quinn? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In this last 10 minutes, what you think is most important for our listening audience. And, of course, they can definitely pick up your book and want, they'll be one lucky winner. Um, but, but what do you think is, is most meaningful to, to get across to our listeners? Well, I'm so grateful you had me, and it was such a wonderful conversation. Oh, and you. it's so nice to be able to talk to someone that, um, you know, appreciates the same things I do, um, which is, you know, connection. And I want to go back to, in the last few minutes that we have together, this idea of building genuine connections and the idea of authenticity. And you had mentioned people-pleasing in the very beginning, and we only just touched on it briefly. And I just want to go back to it because I feel like this is a really important part Mm. of building relationships. And, you know, you had mentioned before that groups can be clicky, and that's true. And I think sometimes that when, you know, you find something to be clicky, this is just an example, um, you can start to feel yourself change perhaps to fit in with whatever the it is that you're Mm. trying to fit in, whatever those people are. And uh, that can be a very slippery slope. And I feel that when you do start to change to fit into something or a group or someone, whatever it might be, and this could be losing yourself in a, in a relationship as, as well, losing yep. yourself in a friendship, losing yourself in a romantic relationship, yep. it really prevents you from having a deeper connection because you're not yourself. Right. You're, you're not actually attracting people to you based on who you really are. You're putting on an act. You're putting on a facade. You've got a a costume on in some sort of way. And those relationships are not going to fulfill you if you do that because at some point, at some point, the real you is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're not going to be able to keep that up anymore. There's that old adage: when someone sh- shows you who they are, believe them. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Right. And you and you want to show people who you are. You want to be your your most authentic self. So you're going to be aligned with the right type of people. And so we can fall into this trap of people pleasing because sometimes we're so desperate for that connection, or sometimes so desperate for a certain person or group of people to validate us but it is not going to last you in the long run. Ever, never, never, never. Speak with conviction and live to tell the tale, I always say, but easier said than done. Right. But it, it's, it's, I love that. But it's, love that. But it's true, mm-hmm. you know, live, living to tell the tale, sort of speak, um, is where I think it, it's, it's, and I don't mean literally living to tell the tale, but just, to say, you know, speaking with some conviction about what you feel, what your values are, what's important to you, and really being able to follow through on that is much easier said than done because, you know, there are times when we are obviously absolutely concerned about hurting someone's feelings or or damaging the relationship. And so, um, you know, I think before we open our mouths, we obviously have to consider what 
how will this affect the relationship? What is it that I want to accomplish in this mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. that you had mentioned earlier in that last segment? So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think being more thoughtful about, you know, how we interact with people, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, being more thoughtful. I don't think that, you know, that could really ever <laughs> you have too much of that, even though mm-hmm. I, I believe in moderation, really, in everything, but God, yeah. too thoughtful. I don't yeah. know if I've ever experienced <laughs> that. Um, you know, but yeah, I guess, you know, the flip side of that coin is if you're putting everyone else before yourself and you're not taking care of yourself, you know, when you're on a plane, you put that oxygen mask on first. That's a real thing. I mean, you do have to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. So there can always be an extreme, I suppose, we can go to. But if anything, you know, you have to remind yourself, you know, who waters you? At the end of the day, you do have to take care of yourself. You do have to make yourself happy in order to go out there and live that life in service of others, in order to find those connections, to find those communities, to find your people. Um, It's going to start and end with you always. Yeah, what would be honey for your inner beer, listeners, right? So we need to really figure out what that is in order for us to be able to, to serve others, I, I, I say, too. You know, if you can't take care of yourself and you're always, you know, out there wanting the approval from others, the people-pleasing, um, I, I couldn't agree with you uh, 200%, 200%, absolutely, you know, that, I mean, it's it's great to want to be kind, like like you said, but... Um, and obviously have empathy and compassion. All those qualities are so important, but um, I'm getting a signal from Quinn that he's saying we have three minutes left. <laughs> so I just... Oh, here we go. All right, so I'm putting you in a box. 180 seconds. Go for it, Florence. So what, 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 what would you like the listeners to take away from this interview? Well, truthfully, you know, here it is, the book, Build Your Village. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk about it in such yeah. depth. But you know, I'm going to give you, honestly, my, my best advice about it. You know, mm. I can give you the directions, and hopefully I have in this book, given you the directions, given you the roadmap. But here's the takeaway. I can't get in the car and drive for you. You have to do it. So yeah, I've given you the directions. Now get in the car and drive there. Change something about your life if you're feeling that tug on your heart, if you're feeling that disconnect, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling like your mental health is suffering, your emotional health. You know, of course, there are resources out there and, and a lot of professional capacities, too, to help. But also know that this work that we're talking about today that can start with you, and it's as easy as making the decision that you want it to change, and you're going to take that step. And picking up that book, Build Your Village, A Guide to Finding Joy and Community Every Stage of Your Life. I think it sounds like a fabulous book. I can't wait to read it myself. Listeners, you'll want to pick up the book. And I assume that you have a website that our listeners can go to. Yes, FlorenceAnn.com. The book is available there or anywhere books are sold. And please, um, you know, social media, Florence Ann Romano, I'm here to connect with you. I answer every DM. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. I've just absolutely loved chatting with you. Have a great night. Me too. Thanks, Francesca. All right. We've got to wrap things up. Say goodnight. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed part of the show, you can hop right on over to my iTunes page. See you, th- see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week.
Don't miss it 